1: I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket. Goldfinger. Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you.
0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost... To the Los Angeles Clippers. Actually, they've been swept by the Los Angeles Clippers this season, losing uh, on Sunday night at their Canada Center by a score of 117 to 106. The Raptors did not look focused, um, and, you know, they kind of got outworked, really. I mean, look, the Raptors started out fantastic. They were up like 18 right off the gate. Um, OG was doing good things. Um, JV was scoring at will. Lowry was making some great passes out of pick and roll. Everything looked good. And defensively, most importantly, defensively, the Raptors have been very shit defensively. Defensively, they looked really great to start the game. However, as the game went on, the Raptors' defense started to slip. Um, It wasn't necessarily the initial defense of the shot, but they just could not corral rebounds, and um, the Clippers were remarkably efficient at turning um, offensive rebounds into second-chance points. The Clippers had 25 second-chance points on 12 offensive rebounds, which is wild, um, and the Clippers just kind of hung around, hung around, they took the lead, the Raptors kind of counter-punched, whatever, but uh, in the fourth quarter there, it was a familiar friend slash foe, Lou Williams, uh, who had a who was actually very cold before this, but... In the fourth quarter, he really went off. He had 18 points in the fourth quarter alone, um, you know, en route to finishing with 26 points and seven assists. Uh, he was torching Fred VanVleet, uh, just just giving him buckets, going left all the time. Can't let Lou Will go left. We all know that. We all know when he goes left, he starts, you know, jumping and drifting and hitting on these jumpers. And Lou Williams had all the answers, um, you know, for the Clippers. Uh, late in the game. And, you know, while the Raptors did make a couple of pushes here and there, it was ultimately kind of just a really, really poor effort from the Raptors um, overall. And it, more than this game itself. I mean, this game, it doesn't really matter necessarily what happened this game. It's sort of the, the trends that have gone on. I mean, it, these sort of the Raptors have developed some bad habits, right, which is easy to do. When you consistently play poorly and still win games, you could really slip into some bad habits, and of course, the Raptors have been tired, too. Of course, um, They've played now 12 games against nine rest days um, since March 4th, and you know, that's just a lot. <laughs> that's just a lot. Uh, it's a lot for me as, as someone that I just us you know podcasts and, and 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 articles and columns it's very easy to to you know mail it in for these podcasts and not book guests and you know write a repetitive 10 things with not a lot of things in it but you know I, so i from that perspective i feel for the team um but i mean at the same time like these it's it just comes at a bad time for the raptors this season because it very much felt like the raptors had You know, won that stretch where they had, what, like 18 wins in 20 games, and everything was going great, and they they surpassed the first seed. They have nothing left to chase. They're in the clear. They're going to win number one. They might win 60 games, although that looks really out of the question now, having lost three of the last five. Um, And, you know, it looked like the Raptors were going to be there, but... You know, they've lost this sort of focus. Um, and, you know, we see sort of common trends happen. We see the starters not look coherent defensively. And a lot of that comes down to the two, you know, most important defensive players in that lineup, Serge Bach and OG Ananobi. The two of them have really, really slipped defensively. And, you know, DeRozan. Actually, there was not want to say for just after the fact. But, I mean, like, you know, Ibaka and OG are not playing well. And then the bench. Like, we usually rely on the bench to bail out the starters. Like, how many times does that happen this season? At least a dozen, right? Over that win streak, a lot of that was the starters came out, either kind of just was okay or, like, you know, got got shelled a little bit. And then, bam, the bench comes in. They, they spark the team, and the Raptors, you know, cruise to victory from there. The bench today just wasn't quite there like the Clippers bench outworked them like you know Montrez Harrell looked like the better energy big between him and Pascal Siakam like Harrell was all over the glass was um, scoring kind of at will in the paint whereas the Raptors I mean this just didn't look solid the second unit just did not look solid which is rare um, you know Jakob Pertle, who is the most important defensive player for the second unit he has been shaky defensively in terms of his decision-making of late and you know today he was also in a bit of foul trouble as well um, Siakam um, is solid throughout. I, I really don't have anything negative to say about Siakam, but just like, you know, getting out muscled um, and just a sloppy basketball, really. I mean, most of it, like, I don't want to overstate it because, like, the, it was all the, the, the starters didn't really come out with the requisite energy in the third quarter, having taken a double digit lead into halftime. Um, you know, they lose the quarter 27 to 20, but the Raptors bench at least got them back into a little bit. Fred Van Vliet and Siakam um, raising a level of play. But then all of a sudden, the Clippers started the fourth quarter way hotter than the Raptors, completely shelled the second unit. Um, the Raptors second unit couldn't really handle their size. And, you know, this is just rare. But, I mean, usually, usually it's the starters f- that have to prop up the bench. That's for most NBA teams. But for the Raptors, it's been the other way around. And this is a rare occasion where the bench couldn't get it done for the starters. Actually, the starters were – I mean, they had a really hot first quarter. But, like, the starters really couldn't come back in and really change anything uh, in terms of the result of the game, especially when Lou Williams had gotten so hot. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, this is what happens. You know, if you don't take care of business, if you, you know, treat the game like it's already won in the first quarter, which is just silly, um, then you are prone to – You know, these consequences where a team that's motivated, they will come back and they will smack you, right? And, like, you know, you've seen the Raptors get these wins where the result um, hasn't necessarily been a product of how um, well the Raptors have been playing and how sharp they were. There was more of just a product of just, you know alright, this team, like, they're kind of tanking, so they'll bench the best guy like the Mavericks did with JJ Brea, and, you know, yeah, Orlando, I mean, yeah, they're, they're really terrible overall, and they only score 80-something points, and the Raptors can somehow still win, and, you know, like, these are habits that just shouldn't really, like, Brooklyn, the same thing, right? So, like, like, the Raptors, honestly, like, they, they really have to play with more focus. They really have to play with more energy. And, again, you can make a lot of excuses for all sorts of things. I mean, like, they're tired, whatever. But realistically, um, you want to be sharp heading into the playoffs. You want to secure the number one seed. I mean, the Celtics, even without Kyrie Irving, they've been very sharp. They've had a lot to play for. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of players in that team with a lot to prove. Uh, and, you know, Terry Rozier today had a 33-point game. Um, and you know, for the Raptors, like, yeah, you they've they've grown a little bit comfortable. I think that's that's really where it's at. They've grown a little bit comfortable. The defense has slipped from you know being top four to middle of the pack, and um, they just they basically you just have that you want to develop some good habits. So, the Raptors have another game on Tuesday against the Denver Nuggets. So, that's one night off in Toronto. Um, and maybe they get in practice on Monday, who knows. Um, And, you know, from there, the Raptors have three more days off until Friday when they play the Boston Celtics in Boston. And then they have three days off after that. So, like, the stretch of two games in eight days, that's when the Raptors really need to take advantage of that time, get some practices in. I don't think they've had a practice, like a real full-on, like, everyone goes in and, you know, you actually suit up and not just, like, watch film and lightly shoot around and whatever, go get a lift in. Like, like a real practice. They really haven't done that since the All-Star break. And so... You know, was, that would be a time for the Raptors to really tighten shit up. Um, Dwayne Casey can make sure his defensive um, players are doing exactly what they need to be doing, and also maybe Dwayne Casey could meet with the other coaches and decide in terms of which players and um, <laughs> what strategies we want to go with. Because it's not like Dwayne's been blameless in all of this. He, you know, he's had some head scratching decisions in all of this, um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully the Raptors use that time to regroup because, look, they've they've had a great season so far, and as as Kyle Lowry said, you know, um, you know, this is a team that has proven a lot this season, and they should be able to get back to that. Um, they just they're going through a bit of a funk right now, but you know, this is not the time to do it, man. The playoffs are right there, you know what I mean? Like the playoffs start in like two week, like two three weeks, at this point, and. Um, you know, you want to be in your best form heading into the playoffs. And my major concern with all of this isn't necessarily Ibaka. I think he both more rest or whatever, and if he plays more center, he'll be fine. He's played a lot of power forward recently, and he's never quite looked that great defensively at power forward. OG, he might have hit the rookie wall. Um, you know, there were some signs of bouncing uh, back tonight, but, I mean, ultimately seven points on three of seven shooting with 0-2 from the free throw line is not necessarily inspiring. Um... And, you know, Lowry's been fine. Valanchunas has been steadily rolling along. He had a good game today other than the fact that he was in foul trouble, which is why he played so few minutes. Um, but the guy I'm concerned about is DeMar DeRozan, like I said, mentioned earlier. DeMar today, 11 points on 3 of 12 shooting. A lot of bad shots DeMar has been taking of late, which really, really doesn't help uh, anything. Um, but, you know, it's really a symptom of him um, being tired, being exhausted. He looks disinterested in a lot of these games. And when he and he's very frustrated, like you could see him taking his frustration on the refs. You, you could see him, you know, like slamming the ball, this and that. Like you just you don't want to see that out of him. You want to see him being sharp. And in March, he has the month of March. He has not been sharp. I mean, the he's shooting 43 percent overall from the field the month of March. His free throw shooting is down. Uh, he's only shooting 29% from deep, and you know he's had like just some truly horrendous spells of defense, like letting people back cut him, people driving around him, you know, like that's it's not helping things. And as the leader of the team, and this year especially, this is the year where Demar Derozan has been the definitive number one guy. Lowry's been number two. Um, you know, Demar has to step up and and be better and and lead these and lead the team in these tougher times. I mean, like you can't afford him to have you you can't afford for him to have these meltdowns you can't afford for him to have this like passive approach where he's not trying his best to get to the rim and he's not sharp he's still doing a good job distributing which is great today he had seven assists which is good but i mean like demar has to do a lot better job of you know being able to attack because like look a, a lot of the games are set by demar You know, like, are dictated by DeMar setting the tone. And, you know, you can go back to the podcast that I did in January, in December, in February. Like, those were all months where DeMar would come out. He would really kill it. He would pass to his teammates. He would really set the tone, and the Raptors would win, period. Like, he was pretty straightforward. Um, But of late, it just really hasn't been that. It's been the bench carrying him. It's been JV stepping up. It's been Kyle Lowry, whatever. But DeMar really hasn't had a game like that in a while. So um I'm really looking on DeMar to get some of this rest um to get focused and you know to basically you know be a leader in this in these in these times I mean this is not a tough time necessarily but relatively speaking it's a, you know a bit of a blip and it's it's on DeMar really to uh, get himself right and to get the team right so you know uh I think this game is a wake up call that's that's all it is really um it's kind of an embarrassing loss but also the clippers are pretty decent this year uh in terms of your three stars uh Siakam, number one. JV number two, despite the foul trouble. And uh I'll give the third star to uh, I'll give it to I'll give it to Larry or something. Yeah, I'll give it to Larry. I mean I want to give it to Van Vliet. He really had a lot of good moments, but man got man got cooked to a burnt crisp um by Lou Williams, who is your uh Gerald Henderson Award. 26 points, seven assists off the bench. Uh, Only 10 of 24 shooting, but 18 points in the fourth quarter. Um, Completely killed the Raptors. And, you know, the Raptors tried to do their usual bullshit thing, which is, oh, we've kind of lollygagged all game, but hey, we're going to try to win this game at the end. And Lou Williams was having none of that. He was hitting a bunch of jumpers, uh, looking mad somali the whole way. And, um, yeah, Lou Williams got revenge on the Raptors, you know. This is what you get. This is what you get for having a man win six man of the year for you and then not even talking to him in free agency and and letting him dip for a three-year contract because, you know, that's what happened. And I'm not saying Raptors should have re-signed Lou Williams, you know, whatever, but at the same time, you want to at least show the man the respect of saying, hey, man, you had a great season here. Maybe this number, maybe you want to stay. Nothing. No questions asked, nothing. But, uh, you know, part of that also goes to the fact that they lost so badly against Washington. Anyway. Travis, regroup, please regroup. Anyway, I'll be back uh, on Tuesday to talk about the Nuggets game.